my old man's a dustman, he wears a dustman's hat. He wears gold blimey trousers and he lives in the council flat. He looks a proper nana in his great big cocktail boots. He's got such a job to pull them up, but he calls them Daisy Roots. Good morning and welcome to 48 Shades of Football. Um, well, that was a tad sombre. I know it was morning, but come on. It was, everyone just went and turned off right now. <laughs> I think the, the location has something to do with it. I feel kind of slightly that I need to restrain myself. Ah, so we're no longer in my office. We're in someone else's office. We're in a, an, a, an office. We're in an office, yeah, yeah, okay. I understand. What do you think of the uh, intro music today? Uh, my old man's a dustman, uh, probably because the K-League is trash. Nope. Uh, probably because I don't actually know that your father was a referee did he have a, a part time job cleaning the streets of Sheffield as well streets of Scotland <laughs> I'm Scottish someone should clean the streets of Scotland there's an orange walk there at the weekend but anyway uh, I'm assuming my old man the dustman is in relation to that epic Lincoln Imps Red or whatever they're called from Gibraltar, from Gibraltar who beat Celtic in the uh, in the Champions League qualifying first leg yeah. in, Gibraltar, in Gibraltar which gave the Scottish Sun the, the chance to eventually use the headline shock of Gibraltar <laughs> brilliant um, it should be noted that actually one of the journalists uh, on the way to the game got in a taxi and as he was driving there he said so what do you think the score will be and the taxi driver said oh I think we'll will win yeah. and he's like oh you're a big Lincoln fan he's like no I said I'm the defender <laughs> that's a true story <laughs> and he dropped him off and went out of the changing room <laughs> so yeah uh, the less said about that the better at least my K-League team's doing better <laughs> dope <laughs> this should have been recording Wednesday morning uh, yeah let's stick with that later I guess yeah uh, we have got quite a lot to cover tonight so should we dive straight in yeah we should indeed yeah so now that we can go back to 48 shades of football and not 49 uh, weird how you only ever make a 49 shades when it's Celtic that was Wednesday had a, a midweek friendly this week against Alfredson Town and it finished one all <laughs> okay so how many of them were dust men <laughs> probably quite a few as well right probably okay. Sweet. So I guess we're going to do, ah, do we need to do reviews of the FA Cup? Okay, so I guess we'll review a whole lot, right? Classic challenge FA Cup. Yeah. Talk about the crowds that are seem to be up but don't really feel it. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll discuss the breaking news about Ansan. Yep. And maybe that will take us half the podcast. Uh, I guess you want to talk about your ex-manager, who yep. you now think you might have been nicer to yeah. <laughs> when you met him apparently he's the, the, the most genius manager ever <laughs> he seems to be right having not like yeah well seeing as your new manager has delivered zero wins in five games four games as is yours in one as is yes well yes of course as is mine in one yeah so I guess Brendan Rodgers is the is the Wang Sung Hong of, of uh, Scottish football uh, then I guess we'll preview the weekend and then, if there's time, a rant. You got anything to rant about? I did mention the Anthan thing. Also, I'll probably want to rant about Kim Hackbum. And at the weekend, you want to rant about your keeper? Uh, I did indeed, but uh, I also want to rant about the referee as well. So I have too many rants. Do 20 seconds each. 20 seconds each. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be like that. There's, <laughs> I, can, I can sum it up in one word, but it's the morning and I'm going to bleep it out of the podcast. But 
the referee is a uh, a banker. A banker. He's a merchant. Okay, start with the classic. Uh, yeah, did you go to any games? I uh, unfortunately I did. I saw FC Seoul pick up their first point under new manager Hansen Hong. You did indeed against the nil draw against Ulsan, uh, which was which was I, I guess on paper not that bad a result in the end. I mean Ulsan are joint second, right? Well. The third on, on goal scored. The third on goal scored, yeah. But you know what I mean, on points, sorry, on points. Yeah. So that's probably not really a bad result. Definitely a game he couldn't afford to lose. Yeah, the week before they'd beaten us 1-0. Yeah. Although that seems to be quite common these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> My team's losing 1-0, but anyway. I can't really remember much about the game, to be honest. It was a, a uh, lackluster 0-0 nil -nil draw. Yeah, I would, I would say look through the tweets from the game, but... Um, you forgot your fingers, right? <laughs> I told I told you I don't like tweeting the games. There's there's an excuse for that in winter time. Yeah. Oh, it's too cold. But in the summertime, there's really you know my fingers were slipping off the screen. <laughs> um, I did a, a summary tweet at the end. Didn't you I? did, yeah. Should I read that out as the? Uh, uh, please, please indeed, yeah. Okay, do you want to talk about your match while I find that? Uh, so we we played uh, probably actually in my opinion the best. Not the best. Let's say the most attacking, or the best attacking force in the in the K League. Uh, we, we played Sangju, uh, and the last time we played them down there, it finished three two. Uh, Tiago scored a fantastic corner straight from the corner. This time, um, it was pretty much a game of uh, mistakes more than anything else. Again, uh, Sangju took the lead, which was. Basically, the ball was swung in the box. Kim Do-hyun, who was already on a yellow card, got booked for handball, which is now the third penalty, fourth, fourth penalty that Songnam have given away for handball this season. Um, this one was a definite handball. The ball was coming straight, and he, he moved into the path of the ball with his hand. Mm. I'm not saying he went to handle the ball, but I think he naturally instinctively moved towards the ball when I hit his hand uh, but the fact that it was a sh shot straight at the goalkeeper yeah. meant it had to be a penalty so there was no doubt it was a penalty and then he was sent off which completely changed the whole game because he, he is like a working kind of main creative force at times um, the Thiago tried to put the penalty taker off Kwon Sanghyun I probably got that name wrong Kim, Kim Sanghyun used to play with Songnam back like four years ago uh, but what was quite funny was was Thiago walked right in front of his path. They put him off, and the, and Kim just laughed at him. It was really funny. He just basically looked at him, laughed, and went whatever, and then just stepped up and smacked away by the keeper. So it kind of went against Songnam to be honest. Um, we fought our way back into the game. It was ten men in that heat was pretty impressive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Equalised with a cracking strike from the edge of the box. Um, I can't remember Eon Me, I think I can't remember the guy's name to be honest. And then just on the stroke of half time, with 47 minutes, uh, the ball was put in. Uh, I think it was a departure and Poe. Put, put the ball in and it was volleyed past by uh, Park Junte. Uh, beautiful goal. Left the goalkeeper absolutely stranded. Then Sonnen fought back again. Um, this time we, we got a free kick. Thiago and Vangy Joseph. But this is where the, where the referee came in. 
So basically, the, the, the referee takes his, his little invisible spray yeah. and draws the line, right? Yeah. And Wangy Joe puts the ball exactly on the line, exactly yeah. where he's drawn it. Yeah. The referee then walks his, his paces, draws a line, sets up the wall. Yeah. So Wangy Joe and Thiago are standing over the free kick yeah. when suddenly the referee walks back up and kicks the ball away. <laughs> he just kicked the ball away. Like, it, it was like the kind of thing you would see a fan that ran on the pitch to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like... Is it, is it like that World Cup thing where Brazil have got a free kick and the Zairean guy runs out and boots it? <laughs> kind of, yeah, and it was just like, Wangy Joe just kind of looks at him as if you're a, an idiot. Like, and he, and he, he kind of like gestures uh, to the pitch as if you move the ball. So Wangy Joe just puts it back again. And at this point, Thiago... His body language is like, hey, I'm not taking it now, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and Wangy Joe runs up, smacks it low, uh, curls it around the wall and into the, the far corner. And then I thought we kind of had the better of the game, or should have had the better of the game after that. And then the goalkeeper, Kim Dong-jun, just, just couldn't kick out anything at all. His kickouts were shocking all day. So they had on like five minutes of extra time. It's like the 93rd minute. Uh, he's got the ball in his hands. Thiago's been taken off. Yeah. And he puts the ball up the right wing where yeah. there's no player. Because yeah. Thiago's off. Yeah. And it bounces out for a throw-in. Yeah. Sanju take it, come forward, end up the ball breaks on the left wing. Guy crosses it in, keeper palms it out, and then the ex Songnam player volleys it straight in the back of the net. Um, no reason to kick the ball out. No reason whatsoever to put it up the right wing when there's no player out there and completely costs the game. Uh, that was 3-2 at, at two each it was a point one because 10 men in that heat was pretty incredible yeah. um, at 3-2 it was like a disaster and then Sanju leapfrogged us and went fourth that was song number fifth two wins on the trot against you and me and they're fourth yep. so. I, I think they actually I keep saying this I think they actually are uh, the best attacking team in the league it's the, it, they play the way that I thought John Brook would play uh, and I think you would have to say that Cho, Cho Jin Ho when shooting home, right? Yeah. When when Uli chucks it, when he realises that he actually has a bunch of, uh, well, he only keeps picking the same eleven diddies anyway. It's his fault, I guess. But when Uli chucks it, Chojin Ho is the next national team manager. Definitely. I don't know how he would fare with money. So I think being told that here is your players, make them play. I think he would be a fantastic national team coach. So. He won't be manager of the year, though, will he, in the K-League Awards? He has to be manager of the year in the K-League Awards. He, he's the only guy who doesn't get to pick his players. Yeah, no, Bang Sung Hong <laughs> doesn't get to pick his players either. That's me, sort of a quack day he getting forced upon him. But anyway. So you mentioned Chumbuk just now. Yep. Um, today, well, last weekend we thought it would be their first real test in a while as on form Poang visited them. Yep. thought they might provide a test and maybe give them the, hand them their first defeat. Which they didn't. Which they didn't. Uh, they easily, dis- they easily dispatched 2 0 with Kim Bo Kyung having uh, another amazing man in the match performance. Yeah. Scored two goals. Yep. With Leonardo getting the third. And E. Jung Ho just being. E. 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 J. Sun. E. J. Sun. Being pretty incredible again. Um, but that, that look that John Book had eventually kind of looked as if they were. They were uh, the team that we all thought they were when they started signing all these players. But I guess not to be when the FA Cup, which I guess we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, but yeah definitely. 
I mean, John Book, that, that eight points clear. Um, yeah. You do feel what's going to take the fine of points, you know, the, you know, like the punishment to actually claw any of the other teams back into it, never mind just so. Which was supposed to be sorted out by now, apparently. Well, it depends on who you believe. I mean, if you believe the rumour monger, then yeah, it would have been sorted out by now. But they're not going to announce it. They're not. I don't think they're going to announce a 15-point deduction and, you know, like a 1 million, 1 final, or whatever it is that the rumours are. Mm. Uh, they're not going to announce it right now. Okay, the other game on Sunday was the, the Suwon Derby at the Chicken Coop. It was. Um, I think Suwon FC, who had lost 2-0, no, no, 2-1 last time, I think, um, went there. I don't know what the crowd was, but um, it was a very colourful occasion. I saw some pictures of, like, lots of people in red, red and blue. So I guess Suwon took a pretty decent crowd there. Um, but, yeah, finished 1-0. Kwon Chang-hun. Yep. With a, a pretty Kwong Chan Hoonish strike from the edge of the box. But again, Jonathan, who's that two games in, hasn't really looked even remotely impressive. Um, he's just looked like a thinner Higor. <laughs> who is no more. Who is no more, who has now left it who has now left the building. It's probably soon to be at another Kaylee club. You've been replaced by a Dutch guy. Uh, Castalian, yeah, who made three his three caps back in 2007, is now 33 years old, and I think potentially what I was trying to say maybe didn't come across properly on Twitter during the week. I think that sums up K League and, and the Chinese Super League right now. That we certain people get excited about the signing of a 33 year old. Dutch guy with three caps, um, whereas China's out signing Pele and Sisi and Hulk. Yep. Uh, I think that kind of sums up. And Hong. Uh, yeah, and Hong <laughs> apparently, yeah. So I, th- I think that sums up the complete different, the two different markets, the two different um, games that we're playing right now, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like everyone thinks, or everyone thought, the game against Shandong was the easy draw because no one wanted Shanghai. But now Shandong have just went out and spent like, 60 million or something. On Graziano Pelle. Graziano Pelle. And his hot girlfriend. Uh, yep. Who has come out and made literally the most ludicrous statement ever made. I think he was trying to be funny. Mm. Trying to be like satirical or something. And he said, uh, yeah, it's a real pleasure to be here in China. I think I'm in China. Uh, I think I've signed for a football club. I think it's a football club. I don't really know what I've signed for. It's something anyway. Uh, and I think he was trying to make a dig at, like, you know, English journalists and French journalists saying, why are you going there? Yeah. But instead it's just come out as being hugely arrogant and makes him, make him, makes him look a little bit of a diddy, to be honest. That he's actually been like, yeah, I think I've joined some sort of entity in China. Yeah, not probably the best way to endear yourself to your fans. Okay, uh, I found the tweet about this whole game. Yeah, read that out and be done with it. Sounds good to me. Uh, Unilock was shite. Sol was sloppy. Osmar kept Cova quiet. Che must may have been vastly underrated. Yep, Fine out. I think that's how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah, not, I'm not ready to call him out yet. It it does look as if Che 
may actually have been a genius, maybe not, but may actually have known how to play in the K-League at the team. He, he, he might have actually known how to get the best out of his players, even though we thought he was getting not the best out, not the best out of his players. Yeah, I mean, they've been criticising him for two seasons now. Well, I on the podcast, I, I mean, but yeah, yeah. you know, like, probably way longer. But it does seem as if those records that would all point to him actually having some 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 talent. I don't know. I think what it, what it always came down to is he had a very good rapport with the players, right? Mm. So it was all it was all his what they call it in Korean is like his big brother coaching philosophy. Yeah. So they wanted to play for him. So, and I think probably Huang doesn't have that rapport with the players yet. Yeah. And I, mean, I guess one example of that was when Escudero scored his last, his, you know, the goal in his, in his last game yeah. last year. Yeah. And it's a guy who's just been transferred out of your team. Yeah. And when he scores a goal, runs like half the length of the pitch to, to, to they jump into a pitcher. I mean, I, I guess at that point, maybe you, you should have been looking at it and saying he does have a rapport. That he, and he, and he, these guys do maybe give that little bit extra for him, I guess, yeah? Unilock. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I mean, he still has all the potential to be a good player, but why do you think he hasn't realised it? Because his touch is poor. Okay. They really should have sold him last summer for two million to wherever it was in Portugal they, they wanted him. Yeah, Porto, right? Was it? Yeah. Porto, Benfica, someone like that? They couldn't sell him for two million one, though. No? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he he did seem to have a lot of potential, but it does seem as if he's he's going to be another one who, who doesn't realise it. But he must be doing well in training, otherwise they wouldn't keep putting him in the squad. Because on the pitch, he's disastrous. Yeah. A bit like the England team, maybe. Lots of potential and no, yeah. no realisation. Maybe there's just no one else. Christ. I'd be interested to see if... Because uh, obviously we're going to talk about Che later... And in potential, well, sorry, in particular his his signing policy. Uh, I'm interested to see if Huang goes and raids Pohang for Shim Dong Un or Yang Dong Hyang. Shin's injured at the moment, right? Yeah, but you would think if he brought any of those, or Moon Chang Jin, if he brought any of those young or those guys into the team, then you would have to say that that would spell the end for, you know, Rock. So maybe a swap deal, because I know that's what happened with. Song that we signed Kim Hyun and swapped him, swapped Lee Jong Won for him, yeah. So that that, that seems to be a, a more kind of popular thing in the K League. But just just before we move on from Che in the K League, you notice that Chong Zogok's having a blinding season at Kwangju, right? Yeah. So why couldn't Che get the best out of him? Then? Yeah, yeah, but he was absolutely useless for Seoul. Second top goal scorer, probably going to finish top goal scorer. You think Thiago went last? Mm, I think. I think. The goals that Thiago has scored, I don't think he can carry that team for a full season. Whereas, uh, I think John Joe Gook's goals are actually all kind of poachers' goals. Yeah. Like, Thiago's picking the ball up in, like, in the halfway line and scoring goals, you know what I mean? I don't think a player can do that for 90 minutes plus every, every, every game. Plus two of his goals, three of his goals should have an asterisk by them, right? For being gifted to him by FC Seoul. Yeah, and one of them was the Suwon goal that may or may not have crossed the line. So we take them out of it. But anyway, the guy is still, in my book, the, the best player in the K League. But I don't think he'll finish top goal scorer. I really don't. Okay. Other games at the weekend Chunnam beat Cheju 2 1. They did, yeah. It's coming from behind. I think that game was nothing each or something like that. Like. 
Yeah, they came from behind, right? From behind to beat Jeju, I think. Yeah, Jeju scored just after the hour, and then Chunnam scored twice in the last ten minutes so yep. to eke out the win. And then Guangzhou and Incheon played out a two-all draw. Yep. Guangzhou were two 0 up. Two 0 up in the. Chongzhou scored two goals in the first 25 minutes, and then Incheon scored two in the last 15 to get the draw. Incheon are hanging in there. They are. They're actually climbing up the table now, up into tenth. Okay, Chal- uh, challenge. Really? Did you go to any game? No. Nope. No. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, did he land win? I think they did, did they? No. I have no idea, I, I, I don't know. Wasn't the week off actually? I think it may be been a week off, right? No, they, they won 3 0 against Koyang. Oh, that's a huge game. Huge, I wonder if Ryan was at that game. Uh, he's back in Canada. Okay. Uh, top of the table, Ansan lost to Anyang. Uh, I did see that actually, yes. And then strong sort of Puchon have been on a bit of a run lost at home to Kangwon uh, yeah I think I've seen that as well too, and there were two other games Tego beat Tejon and Chungju lost to Pusan but talking of Ansan so Ansan are, are they still sitting top of the league they are still five points clear so we could have both the police and the army uh, in, in, the, in, in the classic next year well that's what I thought an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> Twitter leads me to believe that that's no longer the case. Yep, it seems to have been breaking breaking news for anyone who doesn't know yet. Uh, well, it broke yesterday originally. The Ansan, the Ansan government, the Ansan, yeah, they call it government, right? The Ansan government uh, wanted to create or form a new a new team to play in the in the in the Moonhack, isn't it? Right? No, oh, the 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 wa where did I get Moonhack from? That's Someone that's plays in Moonhack. That's Incheon's old stadium. Incheon's old stadium. They play in the wa, right? Uh, and they had said that the police were going to be moving out of Ansan and moving to another another area. Uh, so thought, okay, so that's going to be interesting. The police moved in to replace the previous team that was playing. There, yeah. Right? So so, but it doesn't seem to have boosted the crowd. So I guess that's the reason behind it. They no one, they still no one's going, right? Yeah. Even though it's only like six thousand one a ticket or four thousand, yeah, six thousand one a ticket, and. Um, but what happened is they, they have now come out and said, I, I, I find this really, really tough to believe, but the, the Keelig have said that if Ansan police get promoted this season, it will be the new Ansan team that will move into the K-League and the police will stay in the, in the challenge. How? I do not understand how that can possibly be legal and it can happen. Why? A team that had a team that did not like kick a ball, a team that had no influence on on another team winning the league, is just going to get moved up just because they happen to be called Ansan? See, if, if that's what happens, you see Seoul Eland sort of saying, "Oh, we quite fancy moving to the water." But that's the thing, like, so if that did happen, you could because like, I mean, Eland, you know. Have done it the correct way, right? Formed the team, started in the challenge, tried to work their way up. Yeah. Uh, Butchon reformed 1995, tried to work their way up. Anyang reformed the team, tried to work their way up. Ansan make a team from nowhere and get promoted because Ansan police won the league. It, it doesn't, it can't make sense. I know that's what they've said, but it cannot be right. It's just the craziest thing I've ever heard. 
uh, I mean, we've seen some insane things in Korean football over the years, but that one would be. Mm, but we've seen teams moving and you know changing and moving and into leagues and changing names and moving cities and moving stadiums. But for one team to win and gain promotion, and another brand new team with none of those players. That's the thing. None of those players, no players at all yet, but none of those players to come in and take that other team's place is a bit farcical. And what happens if Ansan Police don't win? Then Ansan FC just join the bottom, they just join the challenge? Well, that would be good because it would stop teams having a week off every, every week. Well, no, because then the other team will go up. So there'll still be 11. Oh, yeah, then there'll yeah, be 12 teams, right? Yeah, because. Fuchan will get promoted, Suwon will get relegated, and there'll be an extra team. And there'll be an extra team in, right? So that would give you the 12 games, uh, 12 teams. I think it's all over the place. I, I, I cannot, for the life of me, see them doing this with Ansan. I, I really can't. Um, so I guess now everyone is hoping that Ansan plays don't, don't win the league. But also, how, how's that going to affect the, the Ansan Foreign Supporters Club? who currently follow Ansan Police, but they now just naturally follow Ansan FC, or whatever they're called. Well, Ansan's not that far from Ansan, is it? No, but the Ansan, the, 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 the foreign supporters club supports Ansan, like Ansan Police. So, they're just going to keep going? Ugh, anyway, it seems a little bit weird, but the main thing is, I don't mind another team being, being formed, but I think shoehorning that team in on the back of someone else is not right. And why as well? Because they're just going to rebound straight back down again, right? Yeah. I mean, like, they're just going to go up and then do a dejo and just sit at the bottom of the league, get absolutely humped every single game and then come straight back down again. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense, yeah? Whereas a team like Eland, if Eland earn promotion, Eland might actually stay up. see what happens right so I mean I guess that one of the things that we mentioned there was that you know the Ansan police moving into the war you know that the crowds haven't exactly been been great I mean I think I don't think anyone's going and watch them to be perfectly honest and maybe like a couple hundred a game or something um, but you have researched the K-League just the classic or both classic and challenge uh for crowds, yeah, for just crowds. classic, just a classic, yeah. Because I, I, I read that on average, it's something or in, in total is up on last year. Yeah. Although there's some disparity, some some teams are up, some are down, obviously. Yeah, but it's supposed to be up like eight thousand in total, right? Yeah. Um, although I did also read that twenty three point seven percent of those tickets were free tickets. Again, I've got the stats for how many free tickets are given out by each club. Okay. So, at the top of the tree... For free tickets, song now. Uh, for total or for percentage? For free tickets. Songnam are giving 23% of their tickets away free. Yeah, that'll be the council employees. I'm not surprised. And the kids. Um... Surprisingly, Suwon are giving away the least. I know Poang are giving away the least free tickets. I heard, but I'm not sure that can be the case given like the amount of army Posco. guys. Yeah, the amount of army guys and the amount of Posco uniforms that, that you see there. 
Yeah. That cannot be the case. So I think that's a, they're putting a fast one there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's in as if there's some, some creative accounting. If only we had an accountant on the podcast, <laughs> we would know if that was true or not, yeah? Um, apart from that, Suwon 91%, Seoul 86%, Chonnam 85%. A free tickets? Sangju 89%. Free tickets? Paid tickets. Free tickets? Paid tickets. So 91... So 90... Sorry, 91... 90... What? 90... Right, 91.9% of Suwon's fans are paying to see the game. Suwon, which one? Blue Wings. 91% of their fans are paying to see the game? Yeah. As opposed to two years ago when it was like... When so they like 10,000 free tickets a game? Yeah, which is why their crowds have gone down, right? They stopped giving out the free tickets, people stopped coming. Yeah, so what's their average attendance then? Uh, their average attendance is actually up this year. It's uh, up to 14,000 as opposed to 13,000 last year, so it's up 800 people. Okay, and they had a mere of a season as well? That's mental. But again, I think because they're doing this exactly the halfway through, halfway point of the season, right after 19 games, mm. but they're not doing it after 20, 22 games would be the appropriate place to do it when you played each team once yeah. that way. So for example, Seoul are top of the tree with an average of 18,895, but we've still not played John Book at home. Okay. So you'd assume that'll be that'll raise the average a bit. Yeah, yeah. Although it is it is next Wednesday, so it's next it Wednesday. won't be as high as it would have been if it was yeah. on a weekend. But okay. So they saw up at the most fans, and then second is obviously John Book. John Book, but they're down down one and a half thousand. That's quite a bit as well, right? Yeah. Their average is uh, just just under sixteen thousand. So I wonder if, if they've stopped doing the, the school trips. Because remember, like, the, the, the players were going around the schools and giving away, like, John Book rubbers and... Sorry, John Book, yeah, you know, like, rubbers and pencil cases and pencils. Yeah. And, obviously, free tickets at the same time. I wonder if they've, if they've stopped doing that. Maybe. Have to ask our John Book expert. Yeah, I'm going to be, actually... Third is Blue Wings... 14,000 yep. and then we drop below 10,000 with Ulsan in 4th place Pohang Songnam 8,000 each Suwon FC 5,500 Incheon 5,000 Cheju 4,500 4, 4, Chonnam 4,000 Kwangju 3,500 Sangju 2,000 okay. Interesting is that Suwon figure of 5,000 that probably is nowhere near accurate Oh, it's probably accurate, but that will be the Suwon Derby, which was down there. The first Suwon Derby, which was a sellout. Yeah. And that opening game down there against Sangju, against uh, Songnam, sorry, yeah. which was almost a, a sellout as well. So I think if you take that those two games out of it, that crowd, that average crowd drops dramatically. So they're up like 4,000 on last season, right? Yeah. But for only 47% of their tickets are, are, are paid. Yeah. That's insane. Still more than Kwangju, which only 44% are paid for. And so, so Songnam, you said 67% of their tickets are paid? Yeah. So It's not really good, to be honest. On the, for the league as a whole, average crowd is 8,500. And the average uh, paying customers is 70% across the whole league. Okay. But that's up, right? Uh, yeah. It's up almost a thousand than last year. Yeah, up almost a thousand. So, which is probably 
the fact that Puzan got relegated. Probably the fact that Puzan, yeah. And the Shubhan Derby has generated a bit more. Yeah. A bit more. Well, you know, like, the Shubhan Derby and Shubhan Seoul Derby, you know, I guess has generated a little bit more interest, right? So. Actually, plus, Songnam fans travelled in huge numbers to Suwon because it was easier to get to than, than Pusan. So I think if you take Pusan and yeah, probably that is what that, that, that has a massive impact. Seoul, Seoul's fans are up. Ulsan fans are up a lot. So Ulsan are pulling in an extra 3,000. But they're sitting, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing well. Songnam, extra 2,500. Yeah, it's been a it's been FC, 4,000 up. And Kwangju, Kwangju have almost doubled their crowd, but still 11th out of 12 in total. But I mean, Kwangju probably, that's because it's their second season in the challenge, in the classic, right? Uh, Songnam, I can see Songnam's crowds are up definitely by the games. I mean, you can see that there definitely looks more people there. Uh, it's quite difficult to, to judge because now the Tempest stands there, so the Sky Sock is really empty. Yeah. But I think it's still, you can see that. In the stand across from the Skysock, that you, you, you can see it's definitely a lot fuller than it's been in the last couple of seasons. Um, also, I mean, uh, irrelevant, I guess, but the Blue Wings brought hardly anybody. Yeah. Uh, and John Book's crowd was shocking at Songnam. Um, so though that, those numbers being up, and the two, normally two of the biggest away fans being being really low, kind of is pretty good. But yeah, six, only 67% buying is, is, is awful. The big losers, Chumbuk down 1,500 and Jeju down almost 2,000. How do you, I mean, Jeju can't afford it to be down almost 2,000, right? Jeju, uh, Jeju only get 30% paying customers. That's what? That's mental. Only 30% of the people at Jeju games are paying? Yeah. Does it not count away fans then? <laughs> Right. Should we move on? Yep. So I guess next thing that you wanted to talk about, there's the K League have actually released a couple of other statistics around game time and things like that. Okay. Uh, actual playing time is up two minutes to 58 minutes 24 seconds. I'm confused. Wait. The games are longer. <laughs> they said they've uh, last year they had they only had six balls around the pitch. Yeah. And this year they've gone up to 12 balls around the pitch, so the ball's being returned into play much more quickly. <laughs> only only in Korea would that be a stat possible to actually measure, do you know what I mean? Uh, lots of goals in the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, I, would, I agree the goals for thing has made a massive difference. 20, 24 games in which the result's been affected by a goal in the last 5 minutes of a game. Yeah. Da, 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 what else? The round 14, which was 15th of June, there were 22 goals, and that was the second highest number of goals in, in a single round of K League ever. Oh, wow. I, th I, th I think it's working. I definitely agree it's working. Uh, 22 goals scored by 21 players. With Tam being the only goal, guy to score two goals that weekend. Okay, cool. uh, there's a lot of other stuff which is not very interesting, so let's move on. Okay.
Cheung Soo. Yeah, so started off pretty well. I think he won his first game. Yeah. Then I know he lost last weekend against Shandong. Who, yes. Who he gubbed 6 0. And who are almost bottom of the Chinese league, right? Yeah. The Joe, man, ex Man City starlet, Joe scored first before Ramirez. I believe was given a red card about his 14th of the season. Did that not happen after the final whistle, though? Oh, I don't know, did it? I don't know. I just saw some video of him like chasing the pool into the pitch, like trying to kick and punch and slap a referee. And did you see the uh, the Shandong coat? I know the the Jiangsu coach trying to stop the referee getting his card out. He's like grabbing his hand <laughs> yeah. in his pocket. Mental. <laughs> I mean, Ramirez is itching for a move out out of uh, China. Having said that, rumour is it's going to be Texera that leaves. Uh, Martinez is gone as well. Martinez just signed for... The, uh, I'm not sure which club he was at. Colombia, somewhere in Colombia. But, I mean, he's he, he, was, one of, he, he was one of the big the, the big Chinese signings. I think he'd come from Atletico Madrid, was it? He's off already. Yeah, I wait a second, I saw something about that. I Juventus think in, in Milan or something? Uh, keep talking, I'll find out. Yeah, but um, so obviously, yeah, Chase starts his first game with a win. Second game, he gets beat two one by 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 Shandong. So this weekend or this week, sorry, he went out and signed uh, Lee Jong Ho from Augsburg. Yep. Uh, strange move for Lee someone. Lee Jong Ho, isn't it not Hong? Hong Jong Ho, sorry, not Lee Jong Ho. Lee Jong Ho plays for. Yeah, Hong Jong Ho, sorry, sorry, Hong Jong Ho. Um, Strange move because uh, he, internationalist, was playing, was getting games in Germany. Um, might have been looking for a, a bigger move, a move to like a, a Dortmund or, or something bigger. Instead, he's moved to China. Seems a little bit of a strange, a strange move to be honest. I mean, I guess Chain knows him, so but still a bit of a strange, strange move to, to kind of see him go Korea to to Germany. To China, that's one I never thought I'd see. You would imagine that once you're in Germany, if you're making it, if you're doing well in Europe, yeah. you know that your your progression is to move to a bigger German club, like as I said, you know, Dortmund, like Leverkusen, Munich, something like that, and then from there you move to the EPL, you know, a la, a la son. Uh, so it seems quite strange he's been to China. I mean, that, you would effectively say that's him. He's now going to fall off the radar of uh, European clubs, you would think. And they've also signed a Colombian striker called Roger Martinez from Racing for $11 million. Ah, okay. So it's not the massive, massive signings we've seen from other Chinese teams, is it? It's not, but then... It's, I mean, it's clearly not the huge signings that they were making earlier this year with, as we said, Texera and... And Ramirez. Yeah. But maybe you have to look at it and say... Okay, Chase probably brought in Hong Hong Jong Ho. Probably hasn't brought in Martinez. Not sure he knows who, you know they much about him. So that's maybe been kind of foisted upon him. But maybe the Chinese clubs are looking at it and saying, well, we signed, you know, Trixera and Ramirez, and without the ACL. So I mean, like maybe, maybe that is kind of toned down a little bit. Maybe that idea wasn't quite quite the great idea that we thought it was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. Although they are still sitting second or third, right? Yeah. But then Che's only been in charge for a couple of games, right? So yeah, so they'll be fifth. They'll be fifth within a week. Okay. Um, also, 
there was some news about Gian this week. Yeah, because you remember was it last week or the week before we were talking about Shanghai signing Hulk yeah. and who they'd have to relinquish to fit him in. So they've decided to terminate Gian's con- contract, except he won't. He wants to be paid out in full for the last for the because f- he's on a two-year contract. He's mm. done one year. He's got one year left. He wants to be paid out in full for that year. They want to pay him a percentage of it, mm. and negotiations have broke down. So he's going to be sitting in the reserves for the next year, I guess. Which is mental because he was like one of the top goal scorers in the ACL like, uh, two years ago with with the the Medusan team he was with. Yeah. And he is like, anything I've saw him, he's like a pretty formidable player. But apparently he's been somewhat injury prone since he came to, to, ah. to Shanghai, so he's not been playing as much as they want. That may explain it then. Therefore they want to get rid of him. That's why they brought bought Hulk, apparently. So Hulk is into the place. How many Hulk lasted 17 minutes, scored a goal and then get injured? <laughs> Again, he's buggered off to Ghana, so he's not even hanging around for reserve, reserves duty. So maybe, maybe we'll see him in the key league. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, uh, I think that's enough about China since it's a Korean-based pro- podcast. Sweet. Okay, so I guess the next thing is to preview this weekend's games. Yep. A couple of huge ones. You're away to Incheon on Sunday. Yep. Are you going to go? Nope, I'll be down in Suwon for Suwon Songnam. Is that, on, is that on Sunday as well? It's on Sunday as well, yeah. Because uh, I, th- I thought you said you were gonna, you might go along to Inchon. I was, I, I was going to, but I thought I, I wasn't sure if Inchon was Saturday or Sunday. If it, if it had been Saturday, I would, I was definitely going to go. Yeah. But no, I'll, I'll probably head down to Suwon. I know I'm a glutton for punishment because I can't see that being a pleasant journey back again. But I'm going to go for it. I'm going to head down, see, give the boys the support, see if we can get revenge for the FA Cup quarter final. Shambles. Okay. So my money is not my money's not been a draw. I cannot see that being anything other than a draw. To be honest. With uh, some of them getting another late equaliser. I hope so. Straight from a corner again. Well, it must be said, Peter was absolutely brilliant when he came on uh, against against uh, Suwon at the weekend. Uh, midweek. He was, he was brilliant, but unfortunately. No one else was up to his standard in the Songnam team because Thiago was already off. And Wangy Joe was having a typical Wangy Joe game. Uh, so, yeah, predictions, Inchon? So? Draw. You never, you, you never lose there, though, right? Uh, yeah, we have lost there. But not recently. The f- I think the first time we played there, they lost right. 3-2, which was a last-minute goal from some... Bleep, bleep, bleep. Okay. I'm going to say a wee win. I'm, I'm going to say Wang's going to pick up his first, his first, his first points, plural, his first win of the season. Okay. I'm going to say 2-1. So. The other game on Sunday is Puang versus Sangju. Uh, that's going to be a 3 each or something. But it's going to be a draw. Okay. Sangju are flying right now. So I'm going to say two each, two each draw. On Saturday, Ulsan versus Kwangju. Two one Ulsan. Cheju versus Chumbuk. Uh, Chumbuk to scrape a draw with a last minute goal. And F- Suwon FC against Chunnam. That what who cares? Basement bottle. <laughs> um, fourteen each. I, I, I just have no idea. Suwon at home. Yeah. Yeah, I might go down then. Don't know. And then... Uh, home win. And then 
I'm not sure when we're going to record next week, but there's, a, there's a, another round of K-League matches next Wednesday. Yeah, so we might as well do a preview of them now. Okay. Uh, Sangju at home to the Blue Wings. Uh, home man. Kwangju at home to Chunnam. Home man. Ulsan at home to Incheon. Home man. Seoul at home to Chonbuk. Draw. Suwon Blue Wings at home to Pohang. Away man. Songnam at home to Jeju. Always at home, man. Okay. They can't beat us at home. <laughs> that's it. In saying that, it's going to be like 4 0 with Jeju now, right? This is the team that's lost three in the bounce at home, right? It is, yes, it is indeed, yes. But it's going to come good against Jeju. Jeju just don't travel well with Songnam. I, I can't remember the last time Jeju won at Songnam. I'm sure if you look at the head to head, it was probably last season, but um, I know we beat them. Once, Drew once, last season before that, Drew twice, no, yep, definitely. Okay, and classic, uh, sorry, challenge. Challenge this weekend, I, I know Eland are playing, it's Anyang Buchon on the Saturday. Uh, Anyang Buchon on Saturday, um, and Tejon Pusan on Saturday. Uh, Sunday sees Chungju Koyang, and then Monday night football sees Kyungnam Kangwon and Eland Ansan. I may go along to Eland. I would like to, but it's my parents' last day in Korea, so oh, can't go there. I, don't, I don't think it would be possible. That's not possible. Yeah, I may, I may go along. I'll think about it. Uh, no, no midweek games, so we're saved doing two lots of previews for. Okay, challenge. So basically, like, um, rant. I, I think the only thing for me to rant about is Kim Hack Bum's tactics against uh, Suwon on an FA Cup on Wednesday night. Uh, Sue Woman, they're fitly taken. Weird refereeing decisions, but anyway, uh, Sue Woman ended up with nine men at half time. Uh, song number 10 men. Second half, we pounded them, absolutely destroyed them. Should have been like, should have scored with four goals. Uh, absolutely pummeled them for the 45 minutes. Got the, the equaliser almost to death, a couple of minutes left. And then injury time, Hackbomb didn't attack. For extra time, for 30 minutes of extra time, we did not attack them. Suwon attacked us. If any team was going to score, it was going to be Suwon. Uh, and I think he thought Santos was off, Jonathan was off, was off. Um, they had no recognised real striker on the like on the pitch, and I reckon he thought he was we were going to romp the penalties. And what happened? We had an absolute howler. Well, what happened was Wang Yijo refused to take one of the, the five penalties. Actually, we didn't talk about the FA Cup yet, did we? Um, so what happened was Wang Yijo refused to take one of the penalties. Yeah. Uh, so he was in the top, he was in, in the five, and, and Thiago was off. Yeah. So Pitu scored, Kim Do Hyun scored, and then we missed two penalties. And it was, yeah, it was. But Suman's penalties were perfect. They were right hand corner every, every single one. Uh, they. Uh, Kim Dong-jun, Songnam goalkeeper, got injured just at the end of extra time uh, and was really immobile and just couldn't get across the goal at all. So um, Didn't get close to any of them? No, nowhere near them. Nowhere near any of them. Uh, just give a 30-second thing of Seoul versus Chonnam. Also went to penalties, 120 mi- 20 minutes of pish. Did you go? I did. Did not see all the tweets. <laughs> I did, but from the angle of the photographs, I assumed they went from you. <laughs> Um, again, both teams scored their first three penalties. Uh, Chunnam's Yugoslav guy, uh, sorry, Croatian guy, Jugovici, mm. 
whacked his over the bar, well over the bar. Kim Chiu scored Seoul's fourth, and then some Chunnam Korean guy had his fifth one saved by super goalie. Calling the penalty killer is literally one of the most irritatingly annoying, frustrating things for anyone who's not a Seoul fan to ever read on Twitter in the history of Twitter. Yeah. Just so you guys know that. Yeah. It literally just drive ev- it drives every other group of fans mental because he's, he's actually shit. Uh, <laughs> like he's not actually that good a penalty, see, to be perfectly honest. But he's just got this mindset now where everyone thinks... He's got a good record though. He's, he's got a phenomenal record, but... I think if you analyse the, the penalties taken against him, you would see why. He go, yeah, basically, for him, it's just a matter of going the right direction, right? Yeah. yeah. The penalties that he saved have been savable penalties. Yeah. Different against Pohang. He completely and utterly has Pohang in his back pocket, and they mental, like, sort of mindset-wise. But against Urawa, he wasn't that great and was penalty shootouts he went the right way and saved him yeah. and it would seem it was the same against Jonam as well but yeah he, he has the best record of any keeper in Korea in terms of penalties the other two matches Ulsan pumped Incheon 4-1 they did yeah pretty easily with Mendy getting two goals they including were. one indirect free kick on the six yard line yeah which is pretty sweet see all 11 Incheon guys lined up in the goal and he still went in. Yeah, and he still scored. But they all started running out, and he kind of blasted it past them. And then the shock of the round was uh, John Boot scoring two goals against Puchon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As they lost 3 2. Yeah. Their first defeat of this season. Yep. So John Book out the FA Cup. Songnam out the FA Cup. Pohang out the FA Cup. Jeju out the FA Cup. What a crap tournament. Yeah. Just left with perennial. Perennial semi finalist Seoul. Yep. And then Ulsan, Suwon and Puchon yep. hoping to compete. You've got to say, Seoul's tournament, unless they get Ulsan in the final. Unless they get Ulsan away in the semi final. Or away in the semi final. Yeah. But you've got to say, Seoul probably should probably win it, right? It's their, theirs to lose, you'd feel. Yeah. No, no, really. But they managed that two years ago, so why not this year as well? Yeah, but if they get there, it'll be three finals in a row. It's pretty impressive. Well done, Che. <laughs> Anyway, I guess you've got some outro music for us? Uh, yeah. In the interests of uh, getting this over and done with quickly without a, a ten minute spiel about what we should and shouldn't choose, I've uh, pre-picked one. Okay. It's Inchon Soul this weekend. Oh, uh, there's going to be riots there, right? Yeah. Oh, watching the people get